0: ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio.
1: Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Palm Desert. It is New Year's Eve day and I'm standing next to a dumpster. And uh, my partner, Jason, he's hiding somewhere. But um, we just walked uh, this other job we got going. So you've seen the Culver City job uh, that's out there. And uh, we've got this, uh, here, hang on. Sorry, a little, little furry. A uh, little, little, little Italian, Sicilian, Sicilian. Uh, Ear grease and nose and face grease on the camera. Uh, this is uh, this is a couple blocks off Paseo, P-A-S-E-O. So look that up in Palm Desert. It's kind of like the main hub. Bunch of bars and restaurants. And you know, um, it's just one of those neighborhoods that's kind of up and coming. And uh, you've got people from LA that are tired of the V.S. that goes on there, traffic, politics, crime, whatever. Um, and uh, we got haze here today though, like you see at L.A.'s gets a ton of haze you got some some mountain views uh out here and there's some other mountain views really all around but man they took this this old this old dog right here and uh taught it a new trick so we're pretty cool stuff um where this dumpster is is going to be a pool you got this nice little palm tree in the yard you got two of them and um, this is uh, a main room out here that's being added on You Footing for the wall right here. Pull this out. It's this new concrete cord right here, and that's the old footprint right there. Here's some more footing for this wall. I'm, I'm, I'm learning all the lingo from my buddy. And uh, little courtyard area back here. Got some trees. And uh, you know, basically, uh, it's kind of an entertainer's type deal, right? So you've got um, you've got this view when this whole wall is all set up. You can have this view of all the mountains and palm trees and kind of this great room. Windows kind of blown open. Little bar set up here and stuff. And then uh, out back, you can see they're adding some more some more uh, square footage to the house. So I think we're adding like 900 square feet to the existing footprint. So I think we're 435K in and uh, probably put in like 300,000 in construction, I believe. And we think we should be able to get, you know, maybe 900, um, you know, quick little quick little hit or quick rip. Um, this one, uh, my friend Kendra Rommel at Futures Financial is doing the uh, uh, the finance for this uh, fix and flip. Um, and it's just, it's fun, it's a fun process. I mean, I know housing is in a recession, you know, but we all know uh, that, you know, if rates come down a little bit or prices come down a little bit, that wave of demand that's out there, that demographic demand, it's going to overtake the lack of supply. So we got to put houses out here. This neighborhood is not going to have DR Horton or Lennar, which are fantastic builders, but own 53.5 percent of all brand new single-family construction across America. They're not going to come in this neighborhood. It's going to be custom builders like uh, you know, like our company here that Jason and Britt and our team run. Uh, they're going to come in and regentrify these neighborhoods i mean it's beautiful it's gorgeous mountains the weather's amazing i'm standing in short sleeves on december 31st and um may even play golf today you know so uh, it's just a gorgeous place to be and the secret's out um but people want new product they want like you know a new car a new sweater a new this a new that and new product being built will fetch new higher dollars um the process is fascinating to me. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm now in a couple of these projects, but you know, you've got you've got a rebar guy that comes in and puts rebar. Then you've got, you know, the the county guy that comes in and tags. You, know, you see like those red lines, you know. So you've got your um, uh, your setbacks that come and tag that. You got your plumbing that gets checked off. You see over there these little blue tapes in the caps. That's all plumbing that's in there. You see the pipes in the ground, and then um, it's funny like a little just a little delay here uh, that my buddy jason was telling me about so this this meter was we wanted to get moved this is the gas meter and like the one gas guy in palm desert you know he's off it's holidays right so it sets back our whole project um maybe a week maybe two i don't know um and so then you can't come in and pour the concrete down in all these footings that we've dug out so um you know as jason has told me the the pre-pour meeting before you pour is very important where you get everyone on the same page electrical plumbing uh you know setbacks rebar all that um because obviously you can't unpour concrete once you do it so just fascinating you know hearing and learning things you know from him and um and being part of this process and just helping build more housing in america right um kind of quiet week economically uh next week is as well uh job support uh still should 1.7 million continuing claims so there's there's you know there's people that are holding out they don't want those 10.3 million jobs that are open because they're getting 1.7 million in continuing claims speaking of 1.7 1.7 trillion dollar government bill passed to fund our government just through september when we're fighting inflation that's crazy right so um i um i wanted to talk about this on my video the other day i couldn't get to it but um the, uh, the amount of these budgets are kind of estimates, right? And then you get either less money coming in or overspend. And what was interesting on this last round, you know, we were like five and a half percent, um, you know, uh, equivalent of GDP, um, either underfunded or over budget. And two and a half percent of that came from the department of education because we've been forgiving or canceling or pushing back the, the you know, the payment of student loans to our government, that the equivalent of 2.5% of our GDP is unfunded from the government. And it's something I mentioned on one of my videos earlier this year was something called fiscal drag. And when there's less money coming in and there's less uh, money being spent by our government, it is a drag on the economy. And that's absolutely what just happened. Now, that 2.5% is not quite as much as the overspend on the Department of Defense. You know, we're, you know, known for overspending as a country um, and even though we winded down most of our wars we still it's big business in the uh in the defense world uh my dad worked for text instruments for 33 years in defense contracting so um, a lot of money in building weapons and making sure that we're secure and then we're you know the police dog of the world right um the war in ukraine surprisingly is only 0.2 percent uh of a spend. that extra bill that we've been uh passing um to help fund that Um, proxy war against us in Russia that Ukraine is fighting and God bless them see some nasty videos out there people still getting killed mercilessly Um, anyway not to be a downer but um, you know inflation could be a little stickier when we're overspending in this country and um, but all we need is the economy to snap back and so we're doing our part man you know we're we're trying so um, hopefully uh whenever I post this it's a brand new year you're ready for 2023 I'm working on a Saturday, my phone's always on, I'm always answering emails and texts and messages and it's a grind, it's 24 seven. So uh, man, this mobile phone, it's the fourth industrial revolution. You can get what you want, how you want, when you want, interconnected globally, 24 seven right here at your fingertips. So, uh, so it's hard to shut work off, but if you do what you love, it's not work, right? So I hope you all are making a move to do something you love, that you're passionate about. Um, remember building purchase money business Creating deal flow is what it's all about, right? So, how are you creating new purchase money business um, in this industry? Because that's what's going to dominate. Um, you know, we're really good at it at PRMG. I know there's a lot of great lenders that are good at creating business. Um, you don't create business relationships um, because of pricing or necessarily product. You create it by, um, you know, communicating at scale, uh, by deepening and creating relationships with people who are also building uh, purchase business. And uh, we think we're pretty good at a PRMG and there's a lot of great lenders that are really good at it so purchase money is going to dominate creating deal flow and building business is what matters and uh, I think we all know who did really well at that year to date uh, 2022 especially the second half of year tough tough year but things are looking better we'll have a spring purchase season we'll get an update on this property when it gets a little bit prettier wood framing coming soon happy new year from PRMG KP KP talks got videos down below financial freedom with kp on your home tv network from my family to yours happy 2023 happy new year cheers hey it's kp coming to you live from corona california happy new year my first update from the desk i will not finish all that i have to talk about but i do want to say happy new year to everybody and thank you for another fantastic year that we're going to build on top of and just keep rolling things didn't change just because the calendar changed we're building on everything in the past, knowledge, experience, wealth, work ethic, activities, everything builds on top of the next for the next future. So 2023, let's rock. Let's get going. Uh, and by the way, it's really good to hear that uh, DeMar Hamlin, the uh, uh, the defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, that got hit in the heart and literally had like, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, courtes, like, like. Basically, like, agitation of the heart or, like, his heart stopped because it got hit so hard in NFL football and literally had to have a defibrillator Um, defib his electrical circuits in his heart because, like, he just had a heart attack when cardiac arrest right there on the field. Had to stop the game, Bengals, um, Bills game in Cincinnati, and uh, that game has been officially canceled. They will not replay it, but he uh, is okay. He's been responsive today, and so if you didn't see that story, it's unbelievable um he uh he asked the doctors when he kind of came to after a couple of days said did we win and the doctor says yes you won you won the game of life so um we all have our help so as i get into some of the doom and gloom that's going on uh in our uh economy recession talk and you know housing and all that kind of stuff you know i'll i'll, I'll bring it back to the end in a positive spin if i can get all this information in so let's get cracking so, um, this is all Jobs Week, this is about jobs, and good news is bad news. Why? Well, we're supposed to be going into recession, or maybe we're already in a recession. The St. Louis Fed said that 26 states are already in a recession right now. And remember, there's like this Economic Bureau, Board, whatever, Review Board, that's going to tell us a year from now that we were in a recession. You know, we might not necessarily be in a recession right now by the old technical definition of two negative GDP quarters in a row. So... Why is good news for labor bad news? The Fed is fighting inflation, and the last thing they want to do is they want pain. They've said it, and they said that they have to work on wage inflation. There's this thing called the wage-price spiral. As higher wages go up, it you know creates more dollars chasing less goods, which creates inflation, which is an invisible tax on all of us, and it absolutely crushes the poor. Did you know two hundred thousand dollar household incomes? 30% of those households are living paycheck to paycheck. That's crazy. If you have 70,000, which is the median income of a household right now, you know you had about $9,000 in savings and inflation in the last couple of years, to put that down to 6,000. And savings is down from over 2 trillion to under a trillion. And credit card debt is going up. We are seeing all the signs. So maybe we are in a recession, but the Fed is still raising rates, said they're gonna raise rates, said they have a terminal rate over 5%, which we haven't gotten to yet, and they're going to keep it there longer. And it's going to be longer than you think. It's going to be higher longer than you think. And all the Fed people start talking all week, telling us that and reminding us that. So they've been spooking the markets. So when good job data comes out, like less weekly jobless claims, that's a good thing. That's bad because that means that we're not fighting inflation. We're not creating job loss. We're not creating a higher unemployment rate to bring down the wages that are out there, right? So uh, that's... Good news, which becomes bad news in the fight on inflation, which, of course, becomes bad news for uh, our stock market and higher interest rates and housing and everything. It's all tied to it. Um, so what else is out there? Well, the ADP retro- uh, report, which is a private jobs report that came out today, was supposed to only be 150,000 jobs created in the month of December. 240,000 jobs were created. Some crazy number like that, right? It's like way higher than it was supposed to. 263,000? Uh, jobs are created especially 150 some number like that where is it 225 there it is okay so 235 apologize so that's great right tons of jobs created more than we thought nope that's not good news it's bad news because that means the wage price spiral keeps going and inflation going to be here to stay and the feds going to rate they're going to you know raise the rates higher for longer and hold it longer and we're all screwed especially those in interest rate sensitive industries like housing so tomorrow the jobs report, the big one, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The December jobs report that comes out, well, I say tomorrow, it's 1 a.m. here on the West Coast. So today, later this morning, after I get done with this and have a little bit more work and I've got to drive an hour and i got to get up after four hours and get up at the market at 6.30 local time and also to hear what the jobs report is at 8.30 Eastern time, you're going to find out how many jobs are created. The estimate is 200,000 jobs created. Last month, when the report came out, the first... Uh, Friday of December for the November jobs report, the estimate was also 200,000 jobs. And what was created? Like 263,000 jobs. And so that was great news. Nope, bad news because that helps the wage price inflation spiral continue to go up. So are we going to have that again? Are we going to have more than 200,000 jobs created in the month of December, which is really the second half of November and then the first half of December for the December jobs report? Lots of seasonal jobs in there. Um, They get counted differently. There's a household survey component. There's, you know, there's, there's a chance that we have better than 200,000 jobs created, which would be bad. So the stock market would probably sell off again. It's been touching at the S&P at 3,800. It's been touching at that technical level and bouncing. Is this the catalyst to bring it down below that technical level? I don't know. So I'm not cheering for uh, job loss, but am I supposed to be cheering against job creation? So Uh, It's a very interesting time where good news is bad news. You know, uh, you're going to have revisions from past reports. You're going to have productivity, weekly um, wage growth and hourly wage growth. All these things will be dissected, you know, in the minutes and hours after its released in the morning. But what does this all have to do with anything? Remember basic economy. We studied way back in the day, you know, higher productivity creates higher uh, wage growth, which then creates higher wage prices. But because of the Fed's actions and too many dollars in the system with, you know, all the stimulus money and all this liquidity floating around, we had higher goods, higher prices, higher inflation, which then that was greater than the wage growth, which wasn't keeping up with it. Um, And and now it is obviously pushing it up with less and less stimulus out there with the money supply. And then we don't have the productivity keeping up. So we're we're trying to turn the corner. We're trying to get productivity up and then that would get wage growth to grow. But for prices to come down with all of this action from the Fed to curb inflation. We're trying to do what's supposed to be happening in the right order. Productivity, wage growth, then prices. We went prices, wage growth, and then productivity last. So we'll look at productivity. Now, Amazon has hired about a million people in the last couple of years. Okay, they fired 18,000 people. What? Seasonal stuff is over. It's awful if you're one of those 18,000 people. Certainly not trying to marginalize that. But talking macro, is that going to be enough to move the needle? Now. What's crazy is you know in these companies, when people get let go, productivity goes up for those that are left, assuming that there's something to do. That means that there's business to conduct, that there is more earnings to be made, there's more business coming in because there's more consumer demand, which our economy is 70% consumer demand driven. So is there gonna be demand? Well, we're seeing demand come down. That's what the Fed wants. We've been seeing demand come down. We've been seeing inflation come down. We've been seeing it in owner's equivalent rent, new rent prices. Home prices. People aren't buying as many cars. They're buying as many goods. They're still going out for you know dinner and, serve, and services and leisure and hospitality, which is where the jobs are coming from, which in the holidays, last half of November, early part of December, might see some of those jobs created. The job opening report, 10.46 million jobs still open. 1.74 jobs for every human being out there in America. So it's a sticky labor market. How sticky is it? I don't know. Remember Dr. Copper? We talked about Dr. Copper, it's down 13% in a year. So that's kind of a barometer. How the copper price does is a barometer of how the economy does. Um, Steel is down about 13%, gold is starting to go up. Gold's been going up about 3%, gold and silver, the last month, which is usually a hedge against inflation, because this is all about liquidity. It's about money, it's about our balance sheet, it's about our savings. And the Fed is bringing liquidity down. We are seeing less money in our bank accounts there's less business out there and um, but there's still plenty of jobs so it's the last shoe to drop so remember this is all about buying and selling money this is about liquidity on that note a good note is that you know five five uh, percent rates or less you know like 95 percent of all mortgages out there are under five percent so they fix themselves at these lower rates so they have a little cushion there maybe they have more money to spend on services and going out to dinner because they fixed that biggest expense, the mortgage. But if you are renting uh, just until recently, you didn't see rent going down. You may be locked in a lease from prior before. And so um, that's a bright spot. It's something to tell our new customers uh, that are getting into homes for the first time that you could fix in a low payment. So when rent goes up over time, you have that cushion. That's why it's such an advantage to not only fix your payment for your cash flow for your balance sheet, but then to gain appreciation on an asset to build your wealth. Good to be back with you. Sorry I'm so scruffy. Pray for a good job support. Cheers.
0: You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perennio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.